This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Good evening. Chris Lee and Blaine Gilmer of Southeastern 14 here to talk about what we saw in college football tonight. And today in the SEC, we've got Auburn and Cal kicking off just about as we do this. Uh, Blaine, I'll be honest. I, I don't know any other way to put it than today was an absolute freaking disaster for the SEC unless Alabama makes a comeback here. I mean, that, that might be nice. Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely painstaking at times for some of these teams. Now, I will say there's a common theme here. I think most of these ACC teams are playing relatively for modern college football, really good defense. I think you see it's the offensive struggles that have, you know, some teams that we don't expect to struggle offensively. Um, you know, when Georgia didn't have a short field, they struggled offensively. Yeah. When Tennessee, when Tennessee uh, just absolutely can't get anything going against Austin P, Kentucky absolutely was, was, just off the rails bad offensively at times. They, their receivers were dropping the ball when Leary did throw it good. Leary didn't throw it good at times. Arkansas, I mean, but like I said, and our friend Rusty, who's in here, he he came in the chat and said Arkansas has to figure out its O-line. He said defenseless must improve, but the SEC overall is, is down, it seems. I don't know if they can say they're just absolutely down, but my goodness, uh, they've oh, played down. down. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, based on what we see, right? That's all we can go on. Now, I think there's a lot of teams that are going to be better than what we've seen. But I mean, what, what's your victory today, SEC? Is it is it the fact that Florida dominated uh, McNeese? Forgotten who they McNeese? I mean, really? Is is that where we are? Well, here's what here's what I here's when you know it's a really bad day, right? Not only do you not win the marquee matchups, and oh by the way, if you haven't checked it out. Arizona just tied up Mississippi State a minute ago as I'm trying to flip back and forth between that and Alabama, Texas. But when when you know it as a bad day, when you're going and checking scores and and seeing what's going on in games that like you you didn't think in a million years you would be checking. Like, did, did we think Tennessee was going to go to half tide today? Uh, did we think South Carolina was going to be down on Furman? with a couple minutes left in the first half or, or whatever that was. I mean, it just – every single game this league played in today. Andy's playing. They Kentucky were just – They like hot dog water. They did look like hot dog they water did. today. Arkansas looked like hot dog water at times today. So did so did Missouri even against Middle Tennessee State. But, again, all those teams playing good defense. Heck, yeah. you know, Chris, I was in a Twitter battle all day with people talking about – Hey, Georgia right now is not a good football team. When I when I'm saying not a good football team, I mean not a team that I think is, you know, just head over heels favorite to win a championship because they haven't executed on offense. But then I go around and I look at the rest of college football and, you know, maybe some people have a point that who is head over heels a great football team. Texas looks pretty dang good tonight, but uh but in Texas terms looks of just great tonight. Ohio State and and some of these other schools, they've kind of struggled, haven't really, you know, just absolutely put teams away and things like that. So, 
it's a it's it's interesting times. Rusty says here one and six against Power Five schools. Um, Seems worse it, than it, that. Yeah, it might be worse than that. So, where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? We got about we got our little you know thirty minutes here to react and see how this going, Chris. So, what where do you want to start? Which game? Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. I want to ask you a question to put you on the spot here. If, if you've got a, an AP ballot Monday, who are you putting number one? Well, I mean, I don't know that – who. where did where was Florida State when they came into the to today? Uh, was Three Florida State four. third? I mean, I think Florida State, you know, even though LSU didn't look good, they've got a really impressive win. Texas now has a really – what looks to be an impressive win on their resume. You know, we're going to see what Georgia – it does against an SEC opponent next week. I think just by default, it has to continue to be Georgia right now. Um, but you know, because I, I say that what they play, I think I think I'm I think I'm going with this team that's dominating Alabama right now. Dominating is a strong word, but you know what I mean. Well, I mean, I don't know if in and the way just knowing the way the AP works, I don't know if they jump them from eleven to one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I I don't know yeah. that they would jump them to eleven to one. I think they'll definitely be a top. You know, top four team, top three or four is how they'll how they'll do it. But you know, FSU uh, has got to be looked at. But Georgia's going to stay at number one because they won forty five to three at the end yeah. of the day. Okay, they won forty five to three, even though they didn't look great at times doing it. And, and and part of that, Chris, I think, is because Georgia is being super vanilla. Also, they're just not executing on some simple stuff at, at certain times. And I think a lot of that has to do with okay, hey, you know. When it when it comes to it, how excited is Georgia to be playing against UT Martin and Ball State? You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's a hard sell, even for Kirby Smart to say, "Hey, let's get these guys pumped up, ready to go." I think with an SEC game, they'll be they'll come out a little bit more motivation. We know that there's uh, no love lost between uh, Kirby Smart and Shane Beamer and all that kind of good stuff over there. So um, I think they'll be much more, you know, excited about going out and playing that that football game next week. But uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think you can take them out of the one spot, but Texas does look mighty good. But, hey, that's kind of a win for the SEC there, uh, Chris. Right. They're coming into the league. Well, I, I, want, I want to clear something up. My question was, who would you vote for? I, I don't think that Texas is going to jump from 11 to 1, although I bet you a couple people will vote Texas 1. I mean, the, the last time, trivia question, if you didn't see it, the last time Alabama lost a non-conference game was when and to who? Oh, non-conference game? Man. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'd blank on that one. You could win a bar bet with this one. Louisiana Monroe in 2007. Oh, wow. That is, uh, yeah, that is, that is, that's at the beginning, very beginning there. So that, yeah, no wonder it didn't year, come to Year mind. one. Year one. Yeah, year one, yeah. game one, right? I mean, or was yeah. that game two, maybe? Uh, I don't think it was game one, but. Um, there was a, there was a comment on here. I want to circle back to, because it, it nails where I was going to go next. And I've been saying this for a while. No, not this one, but, um, I, I think this is what we're looking at. Look, I, I hate a lot of the way that college football is put together right now with the, with the tampering and the constant roster churn. Um, and speaking of which, how about Deion Sanders, but what, what it has done, Blaine, is it has created this wild world of parity, it seems to me. I mean, the, the, the narrative was that the rich are going to get richer. 
I, I don't know that I, I see it that way. I think the maybe I'd put it that the, the people with money are giving a little more even. Like you look, look at Texas jumping up and doing this tonight. Um, th- there's just not a team right now. I mean, Michigan could be number one next week if it's not Georgia. It, it's it's going to be Georgia, but yeah, it's yeah, going to be Michigan wasn't gonna... Michigan wasn't dominant against UNLV today. No, they weren't. They was like twenty one nothing and a half or something like that. And UNLV is a terrible team. I mean, terrible yeah. team. Yeah. Um, what what he said about the Arkansas offensive line though, the Arky uh, fifty six here. Yeah, that's concerning against a Kent State team that you know. I I I laid out a challenge in one of the in the morning report, um, Chris. Where I said, hey, I want to see beyond Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, but I want to say I said I want to see these Arkansas receivers get separation for KJ Jefferson. They didn't. They didn't get a lot of – this is a Kent State team that gave up over 700 yards of offense to UCF, okay? Mm-hmm. Over 700 yards of offense to UCF, and it really, really struck, was a struggle for Arkansas to move the football. Now, I will say this. I think K.J. Jefferson is going to be fine, but they do have to absolutely pick it up on that offensive line. They put up a graphic today coming into the game they had three offensive line positions that had one start to their name coming in into that game. But but you had uh, Brady Latham and Bo Limmer, who of course are the mainstays there and have done done their deal. But oh my goodness, uh, it it was rough. Now uh, Trenton White, he's being a good soldier over here. Says he still believes yep. in his ags. Well, man, I, I believe. I tell you who I do believe in. I believe in Connor Wigman. That kid is tough as nails, and he he stepped into and took some that hits. That throw and he made, made on throws. the score today, late. Yeah, yeah, like he did really, really good. But in in terms of that defense, that secondary let let him down, and that's an experienced secondary for Texas A and M. They've got Damani Richardson back. Uh, you know, they've got Tony Grimes that transferred in. He's played a lot of football over there. But they can they gave up big play after big play after big play, Chris, on that in that secondary against Miami and Tyler Van Dyke looked like the guy that was getting first round buzz two years ago. Yeah. I mean, your, your big winner in the SEC today had, had to be Ole Miss, right? I mean, who would have thought, and, and that's Ole Miss that did not play. Michael Pratt. The, yeah. My, I went blank on his name. Thank you. Who's one of the best quarterbacks, if not players in the country. Um, And, and that game was, I mean, Tulane led. They were down the, what, in the third I quarter, recall. I think. Yeah, I mean that that score. If, if all you saw in that game was the score, that was not at all indicative of the way that game was played. No, they had a scooping score uh, late in that game on defense. They, they had a defensive touchdown added to that total, so it was really more of like a probably about a ten point ten point game. Um, but man, Alabama officially goes down at home uh, to Texas. Uh, where what do you what are you thinking in terms of? Chris, you watched this game, and uh, you know I, I don't think you or I either one claimed to be uh, quarterback gurus or anything like that. But my goodness, uh, Jalen Milrow—it was the best of times and the worst of times. You know what I'm saying? Like he—he he did some unbelievable things, but the consistency was just not there. What do you think Alabama does at the quarterback position going forward? Um. Good question. I want to I want to add a couple things on the game. And first of all, just to update people, Mississippi State has just kicked a field goal and gone back ahead of Arizona with six and change to play. Uh, so, so that game, which has been wildly entertaining too, I had that on the second screen, um, is is still in the balance. Um, 
I, I don't know. I mean, I, I wondered that too, because I, I don't know what you do at this point. Jalen Milrow missed open receivers at times. Maybe he got a little rattled because his offensive line wasn't very good. Uh, but you know, a couple times, like remember the they had the um, the back come out on what was it the wheel route there, it matched up against the safety or the Nick. Remember the play I'm talking about? And he got he got him open, or maybe it wasn't a back. It might have been a slot receiver. I don't remember what it was, but he, he has a guy open streaking down the right sideline, and if he just gives him a little bit of loft, it, it's a touchdown. The oh, game's yeah. maybe no different. I, I texted a buddy of mine who's a big Alabama fan. And this was right before Milrow threw the, the absolute rocket. Sam H. He's he's I've been telling him, I've been telling everybody that offensive line for Alabama is a worry. I know what you're pointing out right yeah. now, uh, Chris, on on Jalen Milrow, but we gotta also say Jalen Milrow was running well, for his life. Yeah, and that I, I was, that's what I was gonna say is I, I give him a little bit of slack because when you don't know if you can trust your pocket, um you know, you, you can probably get happy feet. And, and by the way, Texas's defensive line was really freaking good. But really good. Uh, there just a couple times there were throws there for him to be made that, that weren't made. I, I, don't, I thought their running game tonight was very pedestrian. That didn't help. But I, I texted a buddy right before he throws that bomb to um, oh, the Georgia transfer. I've gone blank. Jermaine on Burton. Jermaine Burton, thank you. He, he throws the bomb to Burton. But right before that, I texted a buddy. I said, Alabama's in trouble, Blaine. I'll tell you what I was thinking. I was thinking, I can't name a thing. I mean, maybe it's field goal kicking or punting or something that that Alabama's doing better than Texas is tonight. I mean, the, the, the lines of scrimmage were were vastly different. Quarterback play was very different. I, I thought, not that Alabama's receivers and tight ends are bad, but I thought Texas's were better. I'm just watching that game. I'm going, I'm having a hard time explaining how it's uh, – you know, a field goal game or whatever it was at that point. Well, Chris, when you're talking about college football now today, this year is different than any other year with these clock rules too, because you have to, the, the possessions are going to be limited and you have to execute when you, when you get the opportunities. And that's what you're talking about. There were some missed opportunities by Milrow, but also you talked about the 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 lines of scrimmage. I thought Alabama's defensive line actually played pretty dang well throughout that game. They did really good. They held them to 101 yards rushing, but they were just on the field too much. And in today's yeah. game, with the clock rules, when Texas gets 75 plays on you, you know that your offense is not sustaining drives. Alabama, on the day, 5 of 14 on third down conversions. Not going to get it done against a top-tier team like Texas, and that was uh, – I think that was the story of this game, that Alabama's defense was just on the field too much and eventually got worn down. And you give Steve Sarkeesian and Quinn Ewers and A.D. Mitchell and Xavier Worthy and Jatavion Sanders and Jordan Whittington shot after shot after shot, eventually mm -hmm. the dam is going to break and, and you know, the, the, the flood's just going to come right there of points, and that's what happened there in that, you know, late third, early fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean that that was that was a super impressive performance, but oh, Mississippi State just got a pick off a deflection, uh, so that that won't put it away. Uh, but that that certainly tilts the advantage heavily towards State. Tate Delora is fascinating to watch, by the way. Uh, I don't know how yeah, much no, you watch him at Arizona, but yeah, I put a tweet out that said that was going to be 
just an unbelievable matchup of quarterbacks between yeah. uh, Delora and and Will Rogers. Those guys make plays um, really, really good. Uh, we had we got some more comments over here. Sam H says Connor Wigman is an athlete. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I'm all in on the Connor Wigman deal. That loss today was on DJ Durkin and the Texas A&M defense. That secondary, too many busts, just didn't get enough. Uh, didn't get enough stops when they needed to. Connor Wigman and Bobby Petrino and Jimbo Fisher, the offense is going to be fine over there at A&M. And now, you know, Alabama's got to go to Texas A&M in a few weeks, Chris. Yeah. That's not going to be easy game. easy game for them. Miami threw for what, like 370 today? Let me look. I mean, it was Miami. a lot. Yeah, they, they but it just you just saw a busted play after busted play in that game. Let's see right here the team stats. Yeah, Miami threw for 374 yards. But listen, Texas AM, like I said, three threw for 336. They only rushed the ball for 97, but they outrushed Miami at 77. It was just the big chunk plays through the air that hurt Texas AM in that game over and over again. Uh just gave up, gave up big plays. And listen, the third down efficiency. Texas A&M held, held Miami to three of nine on third down. It's not like they were just, you know, yeah. absolutely, uh, you know, just chopping them up. It was those big plays, those chunk plays that they gave up that I just I just don't know how uh, – 8.4 yards per play from our, for Miami, that's a, that's a big number against an SEC football team. Well, that kickoff return was also huge, and there should have been a hold call on that that they missed. That might have been the biggest play of that game. As we're on right now, uh, Auburn has just kicked. Uh, well, they're 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 underway against uh, California now. So California has the football, and I think I don't know if there was a penalty called or or not. If they called one down towards the end zone, but anyways, it's uh, Auburn is playing a little you know Pac-12 after dark out there, Chris. Yeah, and we've got um, Pac-12 after dark in. Starkville and Will Rogers is just throwing the ball out of bounds. And so State will punt back to Arizona with two something left. I can't see the rest of the clock because the mute button covers it. And we've got a hold on State, so they'll decline that. Jet Fish's team is fun to watch, man. He's, he said, Bulldogs, you know it's bad when Georgia only wins 45 to three. Let me tell you, okay, people can be beholden to the result all they want to. Georgia was 0-0 with Ball State in the in the at the end of the first quarter, going into the second quarter, or a little bit of the second quarter, actually. Then two freak lucky Kirby Smart called them lucky interceptions. One bounces off a guy's foot, another deflection off another. Georgia catches those. Short field puts points on the board. Their first score came by a, a punt return for a touchdown. And Chris, as much as you love special teams, you can't count on special teams to get you scores, uh, you know, in games. That's just more of a, a happenstance type deal yeah. where you, you, make, you make a good play. But so 21 points there, one off a punt return, and then two other touchdowns right there off of very short fields. So it changes that the dynamic of that a lot when you're looking at it. And I just think Georgia's got to – Georgia, in my mind, is the deepest and most talented team in the country, but they have not executed that way. And when you don't execute and don't make the plays that you should make against inferior competition, I don't think you're playing like a good football team. That is my that is my opinion. Carson Beck has made great decisions. 
He's been way more athletic than people thought. The interception today was not his fault. That was just a freak thing that that, that happened on there. He's got to take care of the football and not fumble it. He gets that oh ball goodness. away from his body a lot when he's running. But in terms of everything else, they just didn't execute. Arizona's either stepped out of bounds or scored about an 80-yard touchdown. I'm not sure which. <laughs> you can't tell, huh? Well, I, I thought he stepped out of bounds, but I don't see a flag. Um Oh, my goodness, that was a busted coverage. Rusty made a good point here. Uh, Arkansas, their first points of the game were a pick six against Kent State. They didn't score an offensive touchdown till well into, like, almost halftime, oh, I he think. And that was, a deal where, Sorry. that was a deal where uh, K.J. Jefferson fumbled the snap, picks it up, runs around, finds a guy in the back of the end zone. So, it was just a crazy day for offenses uh in in the sec in terms of crazy bad like just total lack of a- execution and, and yet georgia's by, by far my least concern Here, here's a question for you who's the second best team in the league right now hmm. <laughs> maybe old miss <laughs> maybe old miss maybe, maybe. Maybe Ole Miss, maybe uh, maybe, maybe still Texas Alabama, a, maybe Texas A and M because I really like Texas A and M's offense. I really do. I know they gave up forty eight points today, but I think they can get some things corrected on that in that secondary. Connor Wigman's the real deal. I'm telling you, Chris. When you got a guy that's got that kind of toughness and that kind of athleticism and that big of an arm, I really, really, really think that Connor Wigman is going to be a superstar down the line for yeah. Texas A&M. Really, really good player. Threw his first two picks of his career today. But, again, I don't think the loss was was his fault. There were, there were some other issues. Um, yeah, Cal what, goes up 3-0 on Auburn. And, by the way, um, Arizona is driving inside the 30. I think fourth down, so we might see a field goal here. Fourth and two. Or do you just go for it and try to put it away? Chris, Chris, what were your Went thoughts on giving uh, Will Rogers another another possession here? Chris, what were your thoughts on the Vanderbilt game today? I thought Vanderbilt at times showed some great playmaking ability. They I think they hurt themselves more than Wake Forest hurt them. Yeah, that just got our day started off appropriately, didn't it? Um two minutes in, they've got a two hour rain delay. Uh, I, I thought Vanderbilt played poorly on the whole. Uh, they could not tackle anybody today. Uh, the, the pass coverage wasn't great, but you kind of forgot about that after a while because Wake just ran it and ran it and ran it, and Vanderbilt couldn't stop it. Uh, I think the offense looked good at times. You're starting to see some big play guys develop for that offense other than Will Shepard. Jade McGowan had another long play. Uh, London Humphrey's a freshman for them that I really like, had a big play. They ran the ball a little bit, but they were – I think they were minus two in turnovers. They were minus three at the half, and you just – you can't beat a team like Wake that way. I, I I don't think Vanderbilt has played – and maybe it's just a bad football team. Uh, we'll see, but they've not played up to what I thought they'd be. I didn't I didn't think they were going to – look. I didn't think they were challenged for the upper half of the East or anything like that. Let's not get crazy. But I, I thought they'd be better than they've shown so far. I was, I was disappointed in their showing today. Yeah, I think A.J. Swan did some things that were kind of uncharacteristic for him, at least in his career. He, he just made a couple bonehead decisions. But, man, when he yeah. when he has time to set his really feet bad balls. 
and but when he has time to set his feet and he delivers he delivers the ball with confidence down the field chris i mean he put the ball in some spots today that were really really good i think you're that's that's great for the future of vanderbilt over there and i think like you said those playmakers emerging i, I was encouraged with how they ran the ball a little bit better like you said patrick smith looked good at times alexander looked good at times um, they just have to. They just have to play clean football, and they didn't do that. If if Vanderbilt no. is able to play clean football, you can see that they'll be, you know, they could they could have been competitive with Wake today. Fittingly, we're going to overtime in Starkville. Uh, five seconds oh left. Arizona just hit a field goal right down the middle. Um, so I guess that's why they didn't. I, I didn't have the clock handy, so that's why they didn't go for the fourth and two because of the time. Because now State's not gonna get a chance to score but that that would just be the the cherry on the crap sunday for the sec today if, if arizona comes back and wins this one it was what was it for it was 14 to nothing until what the last 30 seconds of the of the first did you see the players only hit to to get down there i think they hit a bomb and then they had a weird rushing play where Dolores snapped it i think before they were ready and and snuck it in um, amidst a, a massive humanity, and it went to replay for several minutes, and and the touchdown was allowed. So uh, that was a weird one. Mississippi State looked like it was in total control of the first half of this one, and and may end up losing one on its home field. Yeah, I mean it's uh it, it's it's been a, been a rough day so far for the for the SEC. We'll see how it finishes in these these night games here. Um, Chris, let's talk about Joe Milton. What did you you watch? You watched a lot of that Austin P game. I watched a lot of that Austin P game. What did you see? What were your observations of the Tennessee offense against the Austin 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 P governors? Well, to to be honest, um, I I did not watch much of the portion where he struggled. I just looked down on my phone and saw he was one of eight. And, and saw the noise on Twitter uh, because again that was that was one of about five or six games I wasn't even planning to pay any attention to because there were so many other games that I wanted to see and I found myself just checking you know switching the second screen or, or checking my phone and switching it to video again and again and again with darn near everybody in this league I'm, I'm calling you out Tennessee I'm calling Kentucky out um, even though it wasn't an FC Missouri almost blew one late. That, that was kind Carolina of the theme of the looked, day. South South Carolina looked horrible to start the first half. I mean, that, that was the theme of the day. It's like you're checking things that, like, you didn't spend two seconds thinking that those things could go sideways all week, and, and a lot of them did. Uh, none of them ended up, you know, as losses. But, I mean, look, the well, box score on that Tennessee game, and I watched a few plays, but I don't think I saw the, the better ones. But the, the box score to me – told a little bit of a tale today that that should have been one a game Tennessee won by 50 points and was plus 400 in yards and, and it wasn't and, and again a lot of it sounded like it was Milton having the same issues with accuracy early on until they got going now the running yeah, game which I think is really good seemed to kind of bail them out again uh which that probably won't be the first time that it happens this year but um yeah that was that was just something I didn't have on the bingo card going into today was Tennessee and Austin P being tied at half. 
Tyler Adams says, as we pointed out, Tennessee's defense did look good at times. There were some conversions by Austin P, but they stopped the run. Tennessee's run defense continues to be really, really good. But here's the thing yeah. with Joe Milton. I watched those throws. <laughs> Joe Milton was high to start the game. Every throw was high. Every Everybody was reaching up to get the balls. And then when you already have that in the back of your head as a quarterback, okay, and you do make some good throws, the receivers dropped them. So it just yeah. compounded on some things. So they had some high throws, some drops. Uh, they had a slant that should have been a touchdown to Deontay Thornton right there that he throws well onto the back hip, Chris. He's open. When you've got a guy that's that's beat a defender inside by a yard and a half in the SEC, that is wide open, okay? And he put it on his back hip and allowed the Austin P guy to, to dive in there. I said it last week against Virginia, and everybody, all the Tennessee fans said, he was 70% ball placement. Ball placement matters. Just because you catch the ball, and by the way, Virginia lost to James Madison today, okay? Yeah. And James Madison plays a good brand of football, but they lost, okay? So when it comes down to it, uh, when it comes down to it, Joe Milton so far has not been accurate enough. Just like I'll call out Georgia's offensive line and perimeter lock blocking for not executing the way they need to and missing blocks, I'll call out Joe Milton for saying he's not been accurate enough for the standards of what Josh Heupel's sets for that that program. And what I'll what I'll say too is these elite programs, Chris, these programs that want to play for national championships, there is a standard that you can't just back away from. You can't say, oh well, yeah, yeah it was it was okay. It was this and that. You you either meet the standard or you don't. And so far, I think everybody fell short of their standards today. I know Georgia raced away from Ball State there in the middle of that game, but it was rough. It was rough at times. You know, you were you were the resident guy around here that that pisses everybody off with with saying the <laughs> the worst case scenario. But I was thinking about it today. You you've nailed a lot of things so far that you were concerned about. Yeah, I mean, I, I was con con I was concerned about it. Now, what is this about? I uh, we got Keg Stone one says, "What is the state OC doing? Only giving Will Rogers fifteen throws." So is that yeah? It? So they they. They went more to a, a running offense, I know, but isn't that much of a running offense? I mean, I, I get some of it might have been game flow, and I get that they ran the ball well last week, but I had not checked the box on one. Now, that's that's astonishing. Yeah, let me look right here. Yep, 15, 11 for 15, uh, 126 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. So, yeah, they, they definitely ran the ball. We got a – That's crazy. We got a few more uh, few more minutes here. What are, what are your guys' thoughts on – what are your guys' thoughts on um, – what are you guys' thoughts in the chat? Go ahead and throw them in here just on the day, the SEC play, and, and what, what everybody thought about what was going on. Uh, yeah, the hate on Miami's quickly showed up. Miami hey, played well. You know what? Um, I know Miami's not the most popular team around outside that fan base, but college football is better when Miami's good. And that was – in that sense, it was a good day for college football. Uh, seeing seeing that place hopping again, I know it wasn't full, uh, but that was that was kind of wild to see today. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Third, we we we've covered a lot of these SEC games. It was not a great day around the league. Um, like we said, we're going to see if Auburn does well. I know Cal's driving right now. Mississippi State is in in overtime with Arizona. It is uh it's a rough day. You know, just just some teams 
teams didn't represent the way that that I know that they wanted to represent Chris. And uh, the biggest letdown, I think, was just how Alabama couldn't get their drives extended. That third down conversion rate, not great. Five of 14 and Jalen Milrow just two up and down with an offensive line that didn't pr- protect him very well. Uh, Super Bomberman, we've been talking about this one a little bit. I'm watching it on the screen. Is Will Rogers is just scrambled and State's going to get flagged for a hold. Um, this this one has crumbled quickly for State. As Arizona's just made one play after another and, and State has gone conservative, I guess, is a good way to put it. Yep. So we got we got football after dark. Uh it's just we're gonna we're gonna see how it finishes up here. Um and hey, after a long Sunday, after a long Saturday, Chris, of watching football and seeing things, uh, now I got to now I got a Sunday school lesson prepared for uh, for tomorrow <laughs> yeah. morning. So, yes, we <laughs> so the, the I, Lees are also early church people, and that hits at eleven cent. I mean, eleven eight central. I wish it hit eleven. Um, yeah. So yes, I'm I'm in that boat. Although I'm not teaching a Sunday school lesson tomorrow. Um, so down at the bottom, we did want to tell people on our banner here. If you want to be an MVP of Southeastern 14, if you like our content on our channel, we did previews. We did everything through here throughout the week. Of course, we do reaction. Um, but then, man, you just need to need to get on board with us. If you want your business to be represented by us, you can be the MVP of Southeastern 14 and advertise with us. Reach out to caroline.smith at southeastern14.com to find out how your product or service can be seen by over 150,000 unique viewers each month, and that number is only going to go up. Chris, we passed 11,000 subs on the channel. We've done uh, 1,300 subs in the last couple of weeks going up, and, and the channel is only growing with football season in full swing. And Mississippi State has passed the end zone in overtime. I don't know if that was Marks or who that was. It looked like a okay, Jeff Pittman. Look like a, a swing pass or something there. I, I saw the. I didn't see the start of the play, but so a twenty-nine yard touchdown catch to start overtime there for Mississippi State. Yeah, and, and hey, with you'd mentioned stuff about being right and wrong, Chris. That's that's how it goes in football. But yeah. you're gonna be, we're we 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 only see we can only see what okay what these rosters look like and what we think is going on. But you still got to go up and and go and play the games between the lines. That's what makes college football great. That's what makes SEC football great. And, uh, you know, looking forward to week three. Honestly, God, I think some of these teams are going to play better. I mean, South yeah. Carolina, poster child of that. They, they just like garbage the first two months or, or very mediocre. The garbage is too strong. But and, – and then the calendar flips to November and – they're they're taking on all comers. There's going to be some teams in this league like that this year. I don't think we need to get – I think we can be concerned and ask some questions, and I think it's fair to say at this point the league doesn't look like what we thought it was. Uh, but you, you go back and look at the games at the end of the year and say that that happened in week two. These guys beat those guys. There's going to be some of that. I think the teams that are probably going to stick together and end up being good at the end are the ones that have chemistry. Uh, the, the ones that don't have the, the problems brought on by, you know, whatever, the, the litany of issues facing college football. So, uh, you know, where, where there's a strong locker room, there's still a chance, even if your team disappointed today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Chris, is, I think it's time to 
hit the hay for Saturday night and then get ready for week three on, uh, on Monday when we start, start getting more content pumped out. Yeah. And, and we will do probably start rolling previews out Monday morning, depending on when you and I can get together. Uh, it'd be a busy day for a lot of us tomorrow. We got what nine, I think nine games we'll, we'll preview. Yeah, and I think we're going to do a live stream on Monday night. We do a live stream for some of the bigger games Monday night and then release those as clips on Tuesday, like kind of, you know, do that as well too. So I think that that did really good on Monday night. So Blake, yeah, uh, well, I think, um, we're not, not going to promise it yet. We've got to, got to make some, and first of all, I've got to check my schedule, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's, Anyway, however we do it, the content's going to start rolling uh, here pretty quickly. And we've got the daily show now, if people weren't aware. We do a daily show from 11 to noon. Blaine's not part of that, though. We're going to get you on at some point, my man. Yeah, at some point. But I got the morning report that comes out every morning, uh, you know, through Monday through Thursday. And then we have Jake's takes on on Friday with Jake Crane of the Craning Company on the Daily Wire. So, would love to see the actual number, but I think Tennessee had nine plus drops today. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, uh, Deontay Thornton had a couple. Um, Brew McCoy had one. I mean, Squirrel White I think had one on there. So you know there was a there was a lot of drops today, but also drops are contributed by not great ball placement as well. Even yeah. I'm not talking about you know when it's not perfect, it makes it makes it a little bit tougher over there. So it's uh, well, and, and let's let's be honest too. Some of these teams that that let their fans down today, Tennessee, Arkansas. I mean, I, I, I have to think some of this is playing down to the level of competition that the games that worry me more about the league uh, today, Blaine, were, were what happened with Texas. Um, you would have liked to see Vanderbilt show up a little better. You would have liked to see Missouri dominate MTSU a little bit more. Uh, I could name some more, but I know you got to go, and I'm going to respect yeah. that. So, uh, sorry, folks. We we would like to have gone longer. I, I think the Alabama game, going past what we thought, uh, just kind of screwed us in that regard. We both have church and families to to attend to in the morning and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah. Next time we'll, we'll we hope, still uh, had a great still had a great crowd in here, and we appreciate everybody jumping in the chat. Uh, make sure make sure that you like. Hit that like button. It's absolutely free. Hit the thumbs up. Uh, subscribe. Turn on notifications. And, guys, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Yeah, again, sorry we couldn't go longer. But uh, for Blaine Gilmer, I'm Chris Lee. We're Southeastern 14. We appreciate you tuning in with us tonight, and we will see you again soon.